This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest of the Overboard Network, a Below Deck podcast. Tonight, we're talking Below Deck, Down Under, Season 2, Episode 1, titled Yes, We Can't. Uh, it's on a converted fishing boat, nevertheless, and we've already got some issues brewing this season. Um, we're in Cairns, Australia, and what should be a great season and an iteration that's new to the pod. You know, Sean's going to give some background here uh, and catch everybody up briefly on Season 1. Um, this iteration graduated from Peacock last season. Uh, while we did keep up with it, this is our first year covering it. Um, happy to have some new blood on board. However, it does come at a cost. Uh, it looks like Down Under is going to be airing two episodes every week. Um, I think it, listen, I was kind of a broken record when it came to sailing out and saying that it kind of, it rushed the season, it threw off the vibe and it never gave it the opportunity to breathe. But Listen, if if you listen to any of our pods about that, I already went down the rabbit hole, so um, I I won't uh, reiterate it. But you know, it's probably going to be a two month adventure we're going to have here if it's going to be sixteen episodes. Um, so listen, tonight we're going to go over first impressions and go over crew rankings. Uh, on a scheduling note, um, they did have part one of the sailing yacht reunion tonight. Um, they've got part two tomorrow night. So um, A, you better believe we've been live tweeting it. And B, we will drop another pod tomorrow uh, recapping the reunions. So if you love us, you're going to get a double dose of us. If you hate us, you'll also get a double dose of us if that's what you're looking for. Um, so Sean, let's dive in here. Um, let's give everybody a little bit of a background as to what makes Down Under different from other Below Deck iterations. And then we'll go into the first impressions of what we thought of the crew so far. John, uh, happy to. Yeah, so Below Deck Dead Under Season 1. I will say, usually Season 1s of these Below Deck franchises are pretty bad. This one was pretty good. I I would give it like overall like a B. It's kind of like, I thought it was slightly above average. Some people really, really loved it. But no, it was, uh, it was a really refreshing cast and a fun first season. I think a few reasons it worked. Uh, Captain Jason, as we saw tonight, I I feel like he's like a likable and authentic version of Captain Sandy. And that, so Captain Sandy and him are both like very hands-on and like will, yeah. you know, go into the galley and make comments and, you know, like really uh, mentoring people. But he's just way more genuine about it. He doesn't have that Captain Sandy ick to him. So that's why he's very popular. He's also a very handsome guy. Uh, last season, thought the crew was really fun. People, if you haven't didn't watch Down Under, obviously you'll recognize Asia though from Below Deck Med seasons four. And she's at the end of season five too. I think they, I forgot who they fired. They fired a lot of people that season. Oh, Hannah, they fired. Mm-hmm. They moved Bugsy up to Chief Stew, and Asia came in to be a second suit for like two charters. So she's always a lot of fun. Uh, Toomey, her second to last year was a fan favorite too. 
But yeah, really, what um, the major plotline last year, the real the season that reason that season really worked was he had a great villain, uh, Chef Ryan. And reason is a great villain. There's nothing complicated about people's hate for him. Just a really arrogant, misogynistic guy, kind of a Napoleonic complex. That's just fun. It's fun when everyone agrees that this guy's a villain. And everyone hates him. We're like um, Blitik met a few seasons ago with uh, Lexi, who was a nightmare, but like, I don't know. She also like lost her dad right before the season started. So I was like, oh man, she's going through something. Nothing complicated mm-hmm. with that guy. Just like, no, this guy just sucks. We're all going to hate him. So like that, I think those are the big reasons that the season worked. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, what did you think of season one uh, down under? I like season one. I think if I think about it, I have to kind of compare it. it, It's a comparables game, right? Yeah. So how did it compare to the other most recent first seasons of uh, Below Deck iterations? So I think it was better than Below Deck Sailing Out season one. Yeah. And I also think it was better than Below Deck Adventure. Oh, yeah. Way better. So like... Listen, I think, you know, it sounds like we're going to get some changes going on in Below Deck Legacy. Um, And, you know, Below Deck Sailing Yacht has found its firm footing over the last two, three seasons. But I don't think Bravo hates getting a fourth iteration should, you know, one start to fall off or they just do what they're doing now, which they're just instead of making it less episodes, just putting us uh, in a two hour box every Monday. I, I'm afraid, you know, if MTV 10 years ago had the same schedule as it does now, where like they couldn't find new shows. So it's just like, we're going to keep, have Ridiculous on 20 hours a day. We're going to keep rebooting the Jersey Shore with the same cast. Yep. I think like Teen Mom's still around. Well, they keep all, doing, yeah, yeah. All those girls are probably 30 now. <laughs> And like, um, uh, the challenge is still around. We're like, basically, they stop making new shows and they can make all their current shows, like, they play them nonstop. Well, and they've tried with, I mean, Southern Hospitality. I don't know if that's getting picked up. It Um, did. That may have been a sympathy pickup. Yeah. Um, There was that dancing one. Did not do well. Yeah, that one I didn't see anything about it. There's that new show. It's like it's like Shit's Creek, but it's called something else. Oh, so that's a spin-off of Ruhazos in New York. Yeah. So that's like but, they they're they're a lot of spin-offs. Yeah, like I was seeing there was a spin-off. There's about the one woman who's like in her 30s but doesn't have a husband, and then there's another one about a woman who's I think she's a lesbian, like and I just feel like there's like all these like spin-offs. But like, I, I don't know, man, I don't get, listen, I know that there's probably a lot of people who watch Below Deck who also watch The Real Housewives, but I watched like the 30 second or the 60 second promos that they did in place of like commercials tonight. It's like, mm. it, I can't watch that for one minute, man. I, I would rather a commercial. <laughs> I mean, my wife watches all those, so. I'm like immune to it a little bit. They're, yeah. they're, they got some entertaining moments. I I sort of get why they're popular. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't. Mean, basically, below deck is like doing a lot of heavy lifting as far as 
we don't have new shows. It's just spinoffs of Real Real Housewife shows and then 10 below decks. I mean, it's not like a writer's strike is impacting Bravo. They don't have actors. They don't have writers. I mean, Mm. for the most part, it's all reality TV, right? I wonder if the people that put together like the... There's probably someone on a reality staff that's in like the SAG union. Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about though. And it wouldn't have affected it now because that this is all like recent right. stuff, all the strikes. So right, they should have more shows. Yeah, that like they can air right now. And no, Bullet Duck Down Under has to do two episodes a week. Yeah, going forward, uh, it looks like yeah. Yeah, and maybe we get back to on a normal schedule. Um, maybe they cut it as eighteen because they were going to put it on Peacock, and now it's now it's on the you know kind of graduated to the majors. Um, but Sean, let's talk a little bit about the first episode here. Um, let's do it. You know, we're on a refurbished fishing boat from the seventies um, that really has next to no fridge space and is down two crew members. And a third crew member who can't swim. I guess what my <laughs> question is, what else could go wrong? Dude, that galley is terrible. And also, if I'm a cameraman, I'm pissed because usually you can film like some cool scenes, like when the chef's like plating and everyone's like kind of okay. sitting around. From like a filming making perspective, those are always like cool shots. Mm-hmm. None of those now. She's in like an RV kitchen basically yeah it looked real bad and it's it's interesting because when i was kind of thinking about comparing it to sailing yacht sailing yacht has a smaller galley but a much more functional galley this one's like i mean this one's like it's a literal like i mean a galley kitchen kind of right i mean that's there's a there's a term for that but like it, it really does go up and down the line um no i mean the fridge space looks smaller than like most fridges in like houses yeah. Now, let alone for you know three days on charter so it looks like the chef's gonna have her uh work cut out for her. um silent tea zarina is the chef yeah it's silent tea you're right yeah yeah <laughs> i when i first saw that name i'm like i got nothing there and then i hear captain gina just his color zarina uh i think she'll be entertaining yeah right like off off charter is she single I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think she might be. She kind of reminds me of Aisha from like the latest season of like Blood Deck. Like, is she going to be main character? No, but is she going to kind of? She's always going to be part of the mix, right? Which is kind of nice because a chef's its own apartment. So, like, you know, I think um, you know we'll talk about you know the bosun and the chief stew that lead their department but chef's kind of a wild card it's, it's it feel like it's almost all or nothing in the last couple seasons i actually i think we may get more of her than alicia i think like she's bisexual there's some possibilities there if she's single too there they are endless yeah and i think just the kitchen's such a disaster that she's gonna have yeah. some freakouts yeah imagine like all the stews standing in there watching her like I don't that. even know where they would stand though. There's yeah, nowhere, there's to... nowhere to stand. Yeah. Should we talk? Yeah. Um, should we talk Asia? Yeah, let's talk Asia and then let's talk her, uh, her stews as well. So, uh, as we mentioned at the top, so she's down a stew and exterior is down a, a decky. So, um, Aisha's back. Um, it seems like 
She's got some good stews under her so far. Um, everyone loves Aisha. She's like the nicest person. Yeah. Um, Always and, happy. Big yeah. um, smile. She has that. I like that smile where like when she smiles, she closes her eyes too. Yeah. That yeah. is very endearing. Now, not, I will say, I know some Bullet Egg fans that don't like that she's like smiling all the time and too happy. But I don't know. feels authentic to me. Just feels like her. Yeah, I'll say, listen, this is nothing about her personality, nothing that like she can do about it. I think two hours of her voice is a little much for me. <laughs> I think it just rubs it. There's just something about it. Like it's it's not annoying because that's mean. It's but it's something, I guess, is all I'll say. So New Zealand accent, I guess is a little different from Australian. Because like Alicia from Australia, like I can listen to her talk all day, but yeah, yeah, I don't. It just might just be your personal voice. I don't. Like, I, yeah, I think it is. I don't, don't want to say everyone from Australia has a bad accent. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it is. But yeah, but yeah. it's two hours would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna get. So um, that's what we're gonna we've get. got uh, we've got Laura in the second stew role. So um, listen, I below deck has typically done a it's usually a bad equation if you have ranks um i know a lot i know sailing yacht had their issues uh pretty much every iteration has issues but it seems like laura is definitely the second stew in this situation she's been yeah. a chief stew she's been a chief stew elsewhere um she's from latvia um, there were times in this episode where it seemed like she's going to be an incredible second stew. And then other times where she might not put the uh, charter guests first. So she has some red flags. She has to be a second stew. She has like that. There's a confidence about her with her job. But yeah, as you mentioned, she uh, took like 20 minutes to get changed when it's supposed to be like a quick, like switch into a different polo. And Aisha's like drowning, trying to like get all these drink orders and put the food out. And uh, Laura's just like, hey, my appearance is more important than, than literally anything else. Yep. But yeah, she has no problem like talking back to the guests or kind of putting them in their place. So yeah, there's a confidence with her. So she has to be the second stew. Yeah, makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, honestly, I know the third stew's margo i don't know where the they're down a stew so this seems like a pretty large this is going to be a large team yeah um john do you know what she looks like because i don't i didn't look that I, up. i i don't even remember what margo looks like if i'm being honest she got so little screen time well no margo's not on yet right margo's the the last stew that's coming on Oh, that's that's why she got no screen. Yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. the one that's yeah, yeah. So sorry. So that's the one that's coming on, right? So it's uh yeah, no, we I know nothing about Margo yet. I I'm guessing okay, this is gonna come across me. I'm guessing she's gonna be super good looking. Because I feel like in every bullet deck, usually there's one like super like good looking girl and one super good looking guy. Yeah. No offense, Aisha's very cute. All the girls are good looking. But I, don't, I wouldn't call any of them like TV super hot. Would you? Sure. 
Is that, uh, is that fair? Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. I, they're all good looking, though. Um, yeah. And look, they're, Captain Jason's a good, really good, the best looking guy. And I I don't know. That's, that's my prediction, at least. It's going to yeah. be like uh, a model looking girl. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I uh, I don't know how I screwed that up too, because I I was thinking, I was like, I got done with the episode, and I'm like, wait, is Margot there or not? Because she got no screen time, but I know we're <laughs> down a stew. So is there a fourth stew? So uh, so we're in good shape. And then we look. Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well. That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We've got what Luke is the bosun. Um, what love honestly, Luke? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it looks like he's going to be a blast. I think I, you know, I, I, I know I met I, I think I tweeted this out. I was like, the season hits different when the bosun's a flirt. Mm. And agreed. Luke's going to be a flirt. He already had some things going with Lara, look like. Um, so, and he's a good looking guy on his own. Like, there's like everybody's pretty good looking on this, uh, yeah. this iteration here. I, I mean, I think the most recent sailing season it was much better looking. Maybe that's like it's Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, I don't right. know. Yep. If you exclude Captain Jason and versus Glenn, but no, I, look, hey, it's Shots Eye of the Beholder. Luke's a Luke's a great guy. Um, I love like he's not a dick either. He's all about positive feedback to everyone, even mm-hmm. when they don't deserve it. And so, so last year the bosun was uh, Jamie. He's probably better looking than Luke, but also didn't find any of the, any of the girls attractive, and was like a big dick about it the entire time. Yeah. And like Luke seems to just like all girls. He's gonna hit on all the girls. I just love that. Yeah. Like, got a little Gary in him, you know. Yeah, yeah. For better or worse. Uh, and then he's got um, he's got Adam and Harry are his deckhands. Harry's uh, the tall one, right? Harry's the tall one. Adam's from Brooklyn. Um, both I... seem like both seem like hard, like you know, good workers, right? I don't, I don't see any immediate issues from either of them. Well, Adam. Rooting for the guy, seems like a nice guy, like a story. Might be an issue with his bad in water. Yeah, no, I spoke a little soon, Sean. So, um, he can't swim, he's afraid of water, and he gets seasick. So, <laughs> I don't, so listen, Adam seems like a hard worker. My, uh, my, my stance is confirmed, but. I see many red flags here. This is going to be terrible. I don't know how he got on this boat. Like, to I, it just boggles my mind. I honest, <laughs> I honestly think if I'm the captain, you'd have to fire him if you found out this information that he really can't swim because, God forbid, like a crew member or a guest needs help, he can't help them. And there's not always three deckhands on at the same time. I wonder how many people, I bet you it happens a lot, that take jobs that they know they're going to hate. Well, here's my question. What job lost to this one? Like, I, was he doing like a pros cons list? And he was like, that's why see, I'm rooting for him. 
because yeah, I don't know, man. Because he said like he's he hasn't really succeeded at anything in his life. He was really bad at school, and the, he made it seem like the only test he ever passed was his like marine test or not marine test, um, whatever the yachting test was. Yeah, well, not the swimming part. Not well. That's <laughs> yeah. You're you're right though. What? He had no other backup plan. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh man, I I was a toll booth operator, but then they got rid of toll booths in New York State. So I gotta figure out something else, right? Do you know that I just assume everybody can swim? Well, we are from like a suburb or like a small town. Yeah. So it's pretty common. Yeah. Like but I, I mean he's from Brooklyn, I don't know. Yeah, no, like I, I get it, especially like, yeah, I mean, if you're from Brooklyn, it makes sense. Maybe you didn't have the same access. You didn't have the same access to, you know, watering holes. Um, but no, like I just, I, I, I go through. I guess I just go through life assuming people can swim, but. I also don't really get into situations where I have to ask them if they can swim. <laughs> I live in Denver. Like we don't have, you know, we have reservoirs here and half the time they're too hot to do anything about, but yeah, I just don't run into situations anymore where uh, I have to ask if people can swim. Also like Brooklyn, like Coney Islands, right. That's on the ocean, right? Yeah. Pretty competent. But yeah, but like the like, I guess like city people can't drive either. A lot of them, I don't know. Yeah. Who wh- who's to say? But yeah, he just he said yes to this job. <laughs> it it doesn't like a, make sense to me. Yeah, like a guy that was afraid of animals working at a pet store. I don't know. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that was that's a lame. Uh, comparison but i think there it is right yeah, and, like, and is allergic to animals on top of that guy is afraid of heights like becoming a pilot now yeah hey man you got to do what you got to do you know <laughs> um no it's uh listen it's interesting um honestly i felt like adam took more of the stage than harry um but listen uh we still have a lot to learn about these deckhands so um that's kind of the crew um sean why don't we get into a little bit about the guests and kind of what happens day one and then we'll do your crew and then we'll do your crew rankings get out of here listen we've got we've got another pod to record tomorrow too so um don't want to overload everybody but um the guests come on they uh they start by arguing who's sleeping where which Mm. i just think that's like a bad look like you the the last thing you should be worried about is like what room you're sleeping in. You're there to have a good time. Why create the animosity? But I get the feeling that like all these people aren't friends. It's like a couple friend groups coming together. Um, because it's it gets awkward at a couple points. Yeah, that's that's a bad start. Actually, recently on a bachelor party where it was supposed to be eight bedrooms and it was like four and then like a couple closets and then a couple couches. So there's a little tension there about who sleeps where. Yeah. But I mean, that's, they all have a bed for themselves. So yeah, that's a bad start. Oh, and also, um, was a crystal that on her preference sheet said she was sober? 
And then as soon as she walks on, she's like, oh, yeah, that was I was just going through something when I wrote that down. Yeah, uh, which is funny because, I mean, I don't know when they record the interviews, but uh, Aisha was like, oh, yeah, they always say they're they're not drinking and then they want to start drinking. And of course, the first thing first thing she does when she gets on is she's like, give me a cocktail. That probably. Like, I don't know, imagine if you were like, oh, I'm giving up drinking for a year. Then you get a chance to go on a super yacht. You'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're not gonna do that anymore. Yep. I kind of get it. Like when in Rome, yeah. But it sounds like she got back on the wagon or whatever it's called a while before before this started. Yeah, I think uh, there's a Seinfeld episode about is it getting back on or off the wagon? I have is no it getting idea. Yeah, on or off. <laughs> so uh, anyway, no, they they uh, they seem like a lot. Um, there was a dinner which uh, the captain actually helped out in the uh, in the galley. So I think that goes to Very show cool. kind of what his like commitment is. Um, but he helped out. He helped out uh, Zarina in the kitchen, whose luggage didn't come by the way. So that's a whole another thing. Um, but uh, had a uh, seafood extravaganza, which, Sean, it, A, it came out great. B, like, if I'm on a super yacht, I'm not having an eight-course meal that takes up two and a half hours. You know, I'm give me the seafood extravaganza all at once. I'll eat everything. It'll be amazing. And then we can, like, you know, continue the night, you know, have cocktails, you know, maybe go to the hot tub, have cigars, something else where you're not just like sitting for two and a half hours eating food. Agreed. It's also like interactive. So like people aren't like just sitting in their uh, chair drinking and like slowly falling asleep. Like you have to like, you know, stand up or kind of figure out what you're going to eat from there. And like, it kind of keeps the energy going a little bit. No, 100% agree. Um, seems like a couple things were said. And now, now not everyone made it to dinner. And mm-hmm. of the people who did stay at dinner, a couple of people walked out. So feels like this is going to be a really rocky charter. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't think they told us if it's a two-day charter or not. Um, One-day charter would be great because then we can get into the first crew night out. But yes. um, I really don't have too much else on the episode, Sean. It's just kind of a wait and see game. But I am cautiously optimistic um to see what happens here yeah i mean i guess it ended with um oh brandon brandon i think it was brandon and crystal right yeah they go night swimming laura tells them no you can't do that they go anyway brandon and crystal now now i couldn't tell was it in like the fall was it in the the coming attractions or there, was it there really weren't coming attractions it just ended okay. with that yeah but basically okay they're not supposed to go night swimming to the guests they go anyway laura confronts them about it she tells captain jason jason confronts them it's like hey if you guys do this again we'll take the, the boat back to the marina and i believe crystal says we're the captain of this vacation not you Mm. that's so ballsy <laughs> and dumb <laughs> it's so, one uh, thing if you get caught like oh sorry and then go, go to bed yeah like very disrespectful we'll we'll see 
it ended up to be continued. I yep. doubt the charter is just over. But if it was, then we get to the first crew night out. And also, these guests kind of suck. Like, they're, <laughs> like they're sort of entertaining, but they're like, I don't know. They're just funny the entire time. So, yeah, that, not, that'd be pretty. That'd be, them. that'd be pretty good at the end of the charter, early. Yeah, tipped uh, off, but yeah, bad tip. Um. Anyway, Sean. So let's get into crew rankings. Um. Why don't you run down your list and you know kind of get our first vibes here? All right. Number one, I have Luke. Guy seems like a blast, and I just like that he's going to hit on, on all the girls. And I wish he was my boss. Right? Yep. yep. He's so positive, like, very patient with, uh, what's his name? Adam, the guy from Brooklyn that can't swim. And, like, I don't know, he's just all about, like, the team and everything. Helps the other guys up. up. Love that. Janet Isha, number two. I just like her as the Chiefs do. The voice is a lot. I agree, but Slover whole vibe and demeanor, and she thinks she's very funny. Um, number three, I have Adam. It's because I'm rooting for the guy. He's gonna be a disaster. Will probably get fired unless he overcomes his fear of the water. <laughs> <laughs> but then what jumps in and can't swim he comes he comes out running with floaties on it's he's got an uphill battle but i think with lucas his boss he's gonna hang around for a minute yeah <laughs> anyone else's boss he'd be fired quicker number four zarina cool name seems funny number five i have margo we haven't met her yet but probably very good looking, based on my theory of how they cast the show. Number six, I have Laura. I think she will get fired. Based, I think she's very the way she talked back to the crew member, uh, but not to the crew members to um to Asia a little bit about taking twenty minutes to change. Like she does not seem affected at all. That Asia is like really mad at her. Like, hey, you can't do that. And also, like, the way she talks to the guests, even though the guests are being, like, assholes, she's very, like, bold and doesn't have that, uh, that, like, stew tone to yeah. her. I think she's going to get herself into a little trouble. And number seven, I have Harry, because he's a tall guy. That's all I remember. Is he British? I think so, yeah. Sounds right. Uh, Harry's... You know, Prince Harry, Harry Styles. This is a, sounds like a British name to me. Yep. Um, I know Australia. Those names are big there, too, because it was a British colony. Uh, in last place, whoever the the new deckhand's going to be, whenever they show up. That's all I got, John. Any, uh, any quibbles with this list? Uh, I kind of love that you had uh, the stew we haven't met above uh, Laura, but um, you know, it is what it is. I do say Laura kind of reminds me of um, who was the one that was in below deck med. I think for like Hannah's last season, she was also like Eastern European. Oh. And she just like, she like wasn't doing anything. Oh, or no, was, she, was she blonde? Yeah. Oh, she's Italian. 
Italian. Oh, okay, I know, yeah. but her accent didn't really sound Italian to me. You're right. It sounded yeah. Um, yeah, she got fired very quickly. Yeah, kind of gave me her like name. Kind of gave me like those vibes, but not the same. Uh, I mean, not as not as intense. Um, she was good. Good TV. I know she was better job. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, no, I think it's a good list. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, sounds uh. Listen, it's it's a new season. It's a new iteration for us. Um, listen, I feel like if season one was a B, I think it could just be sky's the limit then for season two because most iterations of Below Deck don't find their footing until season two. So this yeah. one's already got a leg up. Um, they've only got one motor, um, but we'll see what happens. So anything else, Sean, before we wrap up here? No, I um, I think a decent start. You can see some like potential as far as like plot lines and hookups early on, especially with Adam not knowing how to swim. Yeah, I, I'm. Not, I we don't hope he drowns or anything, guys. But like, I does everyone we, else know he can't swim? No, probably not. Do you <laughs> like? He has probably didn't put that on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He didn't have to put on his resume that he knows how to swim. Because it's just like if you're applying for this job, it it's perceived that you know how to. It's assumed you know how to swim. So anyway, it's it's unbelievable. Um. Anyway, um. Let's see what happens this season, and we're gonna be back tomorrow with uh tomorrow night uh, after the conclusion of sailing yacht. So, uh, Sean, uh, take us out, man. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow night. Bon voyage.